I don't think that the upward trajectory is done in lawn care. I think it's just kind of at the beginning because you've got these big, big pools of money that are moving into the industry. And I think that uh, finally lawn care is getting its due. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the pest and lawn industries, and we take it to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn. And with me is the new Floridian, um, I don't know, wildly popular, highly successful, dashingly good-looking. Should I keep just going there? Mr. Dan Gordon. So it's, I, I like that. So uh, just keep <laughs> going. When 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 things start turning uh, downward, then 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 we'll stop. So uh, good morning. I can, I, I can so, go the other way too, but I figured this morning I was just going to be nice and just just yeah. build you up, Dan. So I'm going to do. No, that, go that's there. cool. Hey, yeah. uh, listen, uh, this is kind of interesting. So Donnie and I actually had uh, probably. Uh, a few uh, episodes in the tank. So this is our first time getting together uh, in a few weeks and uh, a lot has happened. And uh, so I think that, um, you know, we're going to talk about the, uh, uh, about uh, Q1 and what's happened. But before we do that, let's talk about our sponsor. Uh, this, hey, hang uh, on, La- ladies and gentlemen, just, just for the record, Dan did that without uh, prompting by me. So I just, I just, again, I just want to congratulate you, Dan. It's just one big life, love fest this morning. He, he remembered the sponsor without me reminding him. So go right actually, ahead. Actually, 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 I was going down the, uh, the script that we, you know, we have a very <laughs> loose script and then looked up it. And, and, and then I saw the episode is sponsored by Cole March by Workwave to learn more. Go to colemarch.com, C O A L M A R C H. Dot com our sponsor yes yes so right 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 so so today uh we're going to talk about q1 and q1 is over and a lot has happened in in uh in in my business life in the last uh uh, several weeks uh that that i'm happy to talk about uh right about now but um anyway um what's happened in q1 well you know, we've got our standard things that we're going to talk about, marketing, sales, customer service, labor, you know, other areas, finance. However, let's talk about mergers and acquisitions. Mergers and uh, acquisitions. Hang on, hang on. I have, before you get into this, I do have to give it to you, Dan. Congratulations. It was a massive deal that you guys were involved in. Obviously, we're going to talk about it. I was Pretty. I mean, obviously beforehand, I can't, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say I knew everything. I did not. I was. I had some rumblings about it, um, but it was a, an amazing thing. And I think it has a lot of ramifications. So let's hear all about it. Give me the inside scoop. All here. right. Well, let's also hear about M&A in general. So what I'm hearing is that things are slowing down and they are for companies that are not of the highest quality. 2021, you could sell anything. Anything and everything was being sold. Uh, Now we are selling, we're getting good valuations uh, for the best quality um, companies. Um, Renekill just announced uh, the RK environmental deal. We did that. That was a pretty large deal, actually a very large deal. And um, that was a high quality asset and and they got what they deserved. We did a deal with um Rocket uh with the Adams um you know the 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 uh, Amory and Michael Tolp. 
We did a company called Thoroughpest out of Pennsylvania to the hang lawyer. On, hang on, Marie. Yes. If, if you Marie, if you're listening, Marie. All, I can, all I can say and, is and, you, and Marie. <laughs> Dan's a good man. Is all I'll yeah, say. And, and yeah, Marie, yeah, anyone yeah. knows Dan Marie knows what I'm talking about. Which, by the way, Marie, you know I love you, but that's yes, that's yeah. Only uh, we went out to dinner with them last week. They're doing great. It was terrific. Uh, another company uh, that uh, went to Massey Services was Horns out of Augusta. That was a nice size deal. Um, a uh, uh, in Texas, uh, Hutto uh, went to Arrow Environment or Arrow, not Arrow Environmental, Arrow uh, uh, out of Atlanta, and then the big Fox deal that went to Rollins. And those were the deals that went Q one. With our firm, I know other deals were done with um, others, and uh, there are more in the tank. So those who think that M and A is dead, that's wrong. Uh, those who think that um, that you're going to sell, you know, junky companies to to uh, to some of the buyers, you know, that's not going to happen. So that's that's where it's it's changed. But the one thing that I would tell you is, you know. Most of the deals that I mentioned, they're pretty standard companies. RK Environmental is a uh, a food safety company. It's uh, totally commercial. It's uh, um, it, uh, you know they they do food processing, pharmaceuticals, things like that. That's all they do. If you were a residential customer and you called them, they would refer you out. That's just not their uh, model. So um, you know that was a specialty service. But the Fox deal I thought was really interesting because. I have been pounding the table for several years that door to door is the way that it's going to go. And you have actually in your company uh, realized that because you're putting together and using door to door. But because of the deal that happened, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, the Altera deal and, you know, and some of the tactics that are used, uh, a lot of people don't like door to door. But mark my words, in 10 years, that PCT 100 in the top 15, 10 of them are going to be door-to-door companies. Well, and when, when you think that. about it, when you think about it, like, and this is the part that finally made my mind up about this, with, you know, the, the business model of door-to-door, it, you can't beat it. It creates demand. You know, when we're digital, which, by the way, I love digital. Everyone who's been listening knows that my background's in digital. When we're, you know, like, when we have to wait on demand, we are obviously, we're going to grow at a certain rate, which is basically what demand is, you know, whatever, whatever gets prompted from demand. So that would be pest. You're waiting for the season to come in, you wait for the season to go out. When you can go out and create your own demand and make it quite significant, that's, that's a pretty impressive business model. And I will tell you, you know, you're right. I mean, the, the idea that, well, I want to back up because you covered a lot there and we just need, we need to back up some. So, so first things first, it's fairly surprising that there's so much activity with the rates where they're at, considering I thought myself included here with the Terminex Rain to Kill deal, this is going to put a big bucket of water in M&A activity and, you know, because they're going to be out of the market. And so it's going to take out, but that's not the case. That's number one, is that we're, you know, we're not seeing, I think you're probably, well, I'll say zero effect. I'm not saying zero effect. What I am saying is that it's not, it hasn't had as, as big of an effect on rates as I thought it would. The second thing is, is the fact that Rollins, what I consider to be one of the most conservative companies out there, well-ran company, I'm giving them all the credit in the world, bought a door-to-door company. 
That is significant. If you don't look at that deal and like scratch your head and say, hmm, like that is absolutely an important part to me. And, and so look, the vast majority, but and, and, and you know, Fox was a unicorn. Let's just be real here. Fox was a company who had a very dialed in door-to-door strategy and they had a they had actually figured it out on the service side. Most door-to-door companies, and I will gladly say this because I see it all the time, are freaking. Have you seen that gif of the dumpster that's on fire in a flood that's floating down, like that floating down the street? <laughs> that that is most door-to-door companies, is that you know, they are in this place where they they're all sales organizations. They have no processes. They have, I mean, they're ran by salespeople. Fox was different because they were ran by two very good leaders who understand not only sales, but they also understood business and they understood the service side of the business. So they had, they had what I consider to be the perfect trifecta, which is great leadership. They had a strong service side and they had a strong sales engine. And you put all those three together. And that's what, you know, and I mean, I'm sure that's what made it very, very appealing to Rollins is that they they knew they were not going to buy that dumpster going down, you know, the street in the flood. They knew that, you know, again, not, and, I'm, and I want to be very careful in generalizations. I think a lot of door-to-door companies are the dumpster fire, but there are ones that are figuring this out. Definitely, and definitely. Yeah, and they, they are getting their service side straightened out. And then, and now, you know, they have, I mean, to me, the, the system of, of banging doors and the ability to create demand on the doors is such a big asset because it's, it's organic growth. It's still cheaper. I'm sorry, but it is still cheaper than acquiring. And so you get so, that down in. He, yeah. Here's, here's an interesting one. So since the deal happened, a lot of, you know, it, it was picked up by a lot of news wires, Yahoo Finance, and Bloomberg and everything. And I've been getting calls from a lot of pension managers. I've been getting calls from private equity people and got a very interesting call from somebody who's uh, knee deep in it, a private equity guy uh, who was talking to me about, um, you know, uh, uh, door to door. He was never enamored with door to door. And because he looked at it as a marketing technique and digital might be cheaper. But what we said is, let's say that it costs 80 cents or a dollar or a dollar 20 or whatever you want to do to, um, you know, to uh, whatever number you want to put in to do a door to door campaign. And let's say that uh, digital, as you know, and you've been kind of pounding the table that hey, it's getting more and more expensive. It's it's doubled in the in 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 you know probably the last year or two. It's and and it's catching up to door to door. But what you do is you say, well, gee, the door to door is the attrition's higher. So let's say that um, I am uh, paying a door to door team a dollar, dollar for dollar. And let's say that the attrition rate is a little bit higher in your one. It's still a hell of a lot cheaper than buying a company that you don't know what you're getting, that you're getting, you know, maybe some accounts that you like, some accounts that you don't door to door, you get exactly what you want. Right. It's, it's, uh, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's not go too far down there. I wouldn't say (laughs) exactly what you want. Well, you get quarter, you get quarterlies or whatever, right? If that's what you want and it's residential. Well, hang on, um, hang on, hang on, hang on. You you got a little too rosy there, Dan. Yes, you are correct in the sense that, yes, you will 
typically get the type of customer you want. No, it's not perfect. And no, they're not all that way. And and I say this from it's experience. Perfect. I had an acquisition that we did that were doors. And we had a lot of customers that were on a quote win back program. Do you know what a win back program means? Uh, we screwed up. And if we do a good job, free service, zero revenue, crap accounts. We had to, we had, we had cut out probably out of that deal. You know, we, once we cut in it, we kind of figured out there's a lot of these win back accounts, which basically mean they were crap. They were not real. So we cut those out, which, which we structured the deal such that we didn't end up paying for them anyway. But it was just, I guess my point is, is like, it wasn't like, it wasn't the Wagyu beef. You know what I'm talking about there, Dan? It wasn't the Kobe stuff, right? Well, uh, it, was, it was more like the, a pork chop. <laughs> uh, so, yes. And those are the door-to-door type, uh, you know, the, what we're talking about. Listen, there's there's good and bad in every... Uh, 100%. You know, 100%. In, in every um, uh, area. But what I will tell you is that this... PE guy, he got it. He said, I finally got it. I've been doing this for four years and I got it. I understand that door to door is probably a good thing. And and I did give him the caveat that you just did. I said, not all door to doors are right. And oh, by the way, you know, I, I wasn't privy to it, but I believe that Rollins looked over several large door to door companies and they chose Fox. Um, so, you know, that said, um, you know, uh, well, I want to I want to reiterate that point because it is an important point, and that is this: is that Fox was a unicorn. Okay, they were a well-ran company with a phenomenal sales team, two really good leaders at the helm. Um, but I say they're a unicorn. The two big takeaways for me is number one is that a major was willing to purchase. Number two, if Fox has done it, what that's telling you is it's only a matter of time more people are going to start to replicate that. Absolutely. And I think we're going, to, we're going to see this more and more where door companies, once they kind of get economies of scale, they can clean up kind of usually, you know, the dumpster fire that they traditionally struggled with. So I, big deal. Congratulations. I think it was a huge thing in our, in our industry. Again, it, you know, just like the Terminix Renekill deal, um, there are ramifications for that as well. Just a ton of change, but a lot, still a lot of M&A activity. So yeah. Good. All right. So that's the first thing. Uh, there is one other thing on the M&A front that I did want to talk about, and it uh, is uh, we did a deal with a private equity firm for a lawn care company. Lawn care companies, the valuations are starting to move up, right? So it's kind of interesting uh, that, uh, you know, the, 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 the reason that uh, the pest control valuations moved up so quickly or, well, maybe not so quickly, but moved up is because you had several companies vying for them. In lawn care, you had True Green, and now you've got these private equity guys. If you look at the P&L of a lawn care company and the P&L of a pest control company, they're not that much different. And now what you're seeing is PE firms pushing those valuations significantly higher. Those The lawn care valuations in the past year have doubled. I would have, you know, that that's that's a good thing, right? In the case but, you're wondering, Dan right now is trying to make me feel good because boy, am I in the throes of lawn care right now. We are just <laughs> having so much fun. So it just makes well, me feel good. So keep well, going. Well, so so that <laughs> said, right? That said, um, you know, I've got a lot of lawn care clients who are like, okay, should I sell? Should I sell? 
I don't know what the answer is, but I can tell you that when pests started to move up, it's like a stock, right? You know, you've been holding on to it forever and it starts to move up and you say, all right, let's let's take the profits. You know, you if you did that with Amazon in the 90s, you, you probably doubled your money. Well, if you held it for another 20 years, and I'm not saying it's the whole thing for 20 years, you would have made 100 times your money. And I'm not saying you'll make 100 times. I don't think that the upward trajectory is done in lawn care. I think it's just kind of at the beginning because you've got these big, big pools of money that are moving into the industry. And I think that uh, finally lawn care is getting its due and um, pretty excited about that. So, and anybody who wants to talk to, to us about it, uh, I'm happy to do that. But, uh, yeah. So that's the, uh, that's where I am with, uh, you know, with M&A and the next thing that I'll go into, which is uh, the pest index. February was up 12%. We just got March. It's up 11%. Uh, I think that's still a, a pretty good number. 11% is the long-term average of, of the pest index uh, if you if you back test it for, for a while. So we're right there. Uh, how much of that is price increases? I would say a significant amount. That, that's what I was going to say. If, if, if not all of it. That's um, right. You know, so, so. I was going to say, I would, if, if I heard that, I'd be like, well, don't go thinking that we're just killing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're not. I, I don't. And again, I don't mean that in the sense that I'm doom and gloom. But but certainly, as we get this quarterly update, we're we're going to get into what that. But is. hey, listen, you know, if you look at these high tech companies, they're all doing layoffs. We're still trying to get people to work for us. You know, so. It's, By the way, real quick, since you opened that little can of worms there, you know what's crazy about that? You, of course, okay. but yes, Q one. He won. The Nasdaq came back at like seventeen percent, and tech companies are freaking. I mean, they are out with knives. I, I mean, you hear about layoffs happening left and right. So, how do you interpret that, Dan? Because I have my well, own thoughts of what. So it's, it's all about profit, and they were riding fat, right? Yes. And they can do, you know, like you, know, you, you say whatever you want about Elon Musk, but. I, I have a feeling that Twitter's going to be just fine with half the staff. Uh, Zuckerberg's figuring out that, you know, he had all the luxury of all these, these, these engineers around and he's getting rid of them. And you haven't seen, you know, Facebook, uh, uh, you know, sputter. So, uh, it, it was just, you know, Amazon, same thing, right? They're in pandemic and I, I get it. Warehouse people, if your demand is up, you need them. But, uh, so I just think that they were, uh, you know, no. I think people can do more with less. I think exactly right. It, it, it really came down to the fact that it's to, okay. You you cannot sit there and just burn cash in in perpetuity and and never bring home you know a profit. And so the economy started turning. And they said, "Huh, let's 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 start cutting." And so they did. And of course, their stock blew up as a result of that. And a lot of these companies that were struggling with making a profit either are now turning a profit or way closer, and they will be in profitability. I would imagine by the end of the year. And so you're right. I mean, here in Raleigh, we we have a very strong tech presence. And for the most part, we've been pretty insulated, but but there are definitely layoffs happening. I mean, I would not want to be in tech right now. And there's one more big reason I would not want to be in tech right now. What's that? Oh, here <laughs> we go. GPT. I would. Uh, the big one. So by the way, I was with Donnie last week and he showed me some, I'm using, I've been using chat GPT for months now, like six months and, you know, writing content, doing all kinds of things. And it's awesome. Donnie showed me something that floored me. 
tell me what, t- tell us what it is. Okay, so I have to set this up properly because you know sometimes people think because you can get on a, uh, a mic and you can babble. You know, if you if you know anything, and we, and we do, and we, we do, we do. I'm very good at babbling. So so yes, I will tell you if you spend any time with me, you will know that I have good and I have bad, and I've got things that are working well and things that are not working so well. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we just did one major CRM change. It has been going okay. But, you know, one of the things that I am super interested in is complete automation of everything. We had a lot of, and internally, we had a lot of spreadsheets. We had a lot of data that was moving around um, that, that, you know, sometimes people would change stuff and it just was wasting a lot of time. And so I kind of went on this, I don't know. I, I don't, I went on this little journey of like, how do I make it so that every bit of our reporting is automated? And I've started it at the beginning of the year with right data, right person, right time, where I don't touch anything at all. And data is automatically coming out of our CRM. It's coming out of Paychex, which is our vendor that we use for our payroll. It's coming out of Google My Business for as far as reviews and stuff like that. And so I started writing code. And so then I went over to ChatGP and I'm like, hey, write me a program that will connect to uh, a particular CRM API and then pull it into a spreadsheet and then email it out. And lo and behold, it wrote the code. That is amazing. <laughs> and now it didn't run the first time. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that, but I tweaked the code about two lines and it worked. It absolutely worked. And so I have been just on this tear now of going up and down the business of like, hey, we can solve that problem. But you know what? We don't need a developer. All we need to do is go in and, and be able to ask ChatGPT how to do it. And, you know, the thing about ChatGPT is that it actually forces you to think a lot deeper about what's going on because it's not like it can't handle it. It's like most problems, right? Half of solving the right problem is asking the right question. And so that's the key with ChatGPT. <clears throat> and again, I have used it now. I use it now anytime I'm doing written communications. I have used it to write emails for our business. I have, and Dan, you did something which I thought was kind of funny. Someone was complaining about they wanted a, a job description for a position and ChatGPT did that in, what, three and a half seconds? Maybe yeah, four. Set, set that up. So we, we did a peer group last week and somebody was talking about, well, you know, I need a a, a job description for, for a pest control technician. I went into ChatGPT. I said, please write me a job description for a pest control technician. And in like five seconds, I had a really good job description for a pest control technician. Again, I don't want to oversell this. It's not like you're just going to, you know, put this on, but, but at the same time, it's like you make a couple of tweaks and you're done. Like it's here. So, so, so go back for a second. So if you're using like Google sheets or something, and you're using the programming language that uh, that's a good one, but you can't, get chat GPT to write code to extract something from pest pack or pest routes or cert. Can you, or real? Yes, you can. Ah. And the reasoning, I mean, how does it know it? It's such a, it's a proprietary. uh, It is proprietary and it's not going to know every piece of it, but, and not to geek out here for a moment, but uh, here we go. So, (laughs) and by the way, so it's just to lend credibility. uh, If anybody doesn't know Donnie's background, uh, he's had a lifetime full of different careers, and one of them he was a programmer. So a very dangerous one at that. Yes, no, yes. Um, no. So, so the reality of it is, is that almost all APIs they implement what's called JSON and REST, which is basically a standardization of. If you imagine in the world of um, 
of software, right? Whenever you have different systems talking to different other different systems, you have to come up with some sort of standard in the way that they communicate. And in, in, in that world, in the API world, there's a thing called JSON, which is basically like a JavaScript way of talking. And then what's called REST, which is basically you format queries and they work across multiple APIs because it's kind of the standard. It's just like us talking English to each other. And so, so what that means is that yes, ChatGPT may not know the exact call, but it's going to get you 90% there because it just like, you know, in the case of HESPAC or HESROUTES or whomever has API, they're going to implement those standards. And so it's going to get you way down the road. And so bringing it back to where we started, if I was a content writer or if I were a programmer, it's never going to completely replace a programmer, but it could absolutely take a team from 10 to two. And same thing for content writers. It may, you know, it will never replace someone like, well, if I sit down to write an article and I'm really going to put a lot into it, chat GPT and, and okay, so this is my ego talking here. Chat GPT is not going to beat me in creativity and it's not going to beat me in how to, you know, pull complex concepts together, but it absolutely will beat me with speed. <laughs> it will beat no, me with, it, and getting, you know, it, it'll get it 70 to 80% of where I'm at. You know? I've been writing, you know, I write articles all the time for, for various for websites, for magazines, for everything else. And it does, it gets me about 80% of the way there. And, you know, it, it's a little, you know, clunky, but, you know, something that would take me five hours now takes me a half hour. So, well, I, the, the takeaway from all of this is this, is that if you're a business owner and you're listening to this and you don't have an account and you're not leveraging this tool for yourself, you need to stop, turn this freaking podcast off right now and go to chat AI and, and get create your account and start playing. Because I will tell you, <clears throat> when I first got into it, I was like, eh, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of neat. A little gimmicky, but so, whatever. But then I started like thinking, well, I can ask this thing anything. I started, I started asking it some, some, you know, what I think to be pretty complex questions and it pulled it right up. And every now and then it'll go down a path and be like, I don't know where that came from. But the fact is, is that like, for example, I'm going to go on a planning trip with my wife in Charleston next weekend, not this weekend, but the next. And I'm like, hey, plan the trip. And it gave me a list of timing, where to go, which highlights spots in the city, hotels and restaurants I should try. Done. Like, I was floored. So I'm so, just telling you. Let me just give you that. So if something's really, really new. So when that uh, SVB, uh, the banking uh, crisis happened, I wanted to write an article real quick because I got a lot of calls. What should we do with our money? What about, what about FDIC? So I asked ChatGPT to uh, write an article, help me write an article on the origins of how that mess happened. And this was probably that Monday or Tuesday after like the banks went under on Friday. Well, it wrote an article and every fact was wrong. It blamed everything on the PPP and, <laughs> you know, stuff that had nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. Just because the information wasn't out there yet, it didn't have anything to, to grab. So it's not a hundred percent. And if you just took that at face value, the article was pretty well written, but factually it was totally incorrect. Well, this just to be clear here too for for our listeners. And by the way, this is not a Chat GPT episode, but we're on yeah. this set. So everyone knows that Chat GPT just this is the disclaimer. It has limited knowledge of events that occurred after September 2021. That's when they stopped training it. It is not technically connected now to current events. Now, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So so if you go and ask it, what's the weather tomorrow? It's going to be like I don't know. 
if you go and ask it like, so, so it's going to, I mean, again, when you think about uh, now, it will get some not, but a lot of it is limited after September, 2021, because that's when they shut off the learning part of it. Now I have heard, this is the part that we really need to think about, and this is not going to turn into an AI philosophical discussion here, but when they do connect it back to the internet and it has the ability to, to, turn current events and this is the part where i think ai gets a little dangerous is that when you have this thing connected to the internet and there's a lot of misinformation flying around and you have a lot of people dependent upon what this is saying it's it can absolutely get dangerous it has to have you ever see did you ever see the movie westworld same thing the robots are Hey man, Skynet, Terminator <laughs> Two, man. So right. no, I, I again, I don't want to. I'm only point I'm making is this: is that yeah. I have become a huge fan of it. I also realize and recognize, you know, how dangerous it, how dangerous it can be if it's you know yeah. if if we don't put do so. So again, I don't want to get into that. We're here to talk about tests and how to make the business better. So let's roll back around. Let's talk about yep. marketing, sales, customer service, and I will. I can probably. I can probably summarize all these categories with saying one big thing. And this is what we're seeing in the economy. And Dan, feel free to disagree with me, but this is what I'm seeing. What I am seeing is, <clears throat> okay, so rates are going up. It's getting more and more expensive to lend. Money is getting way more expensive, which is in turn slowing a lot of different markets within the economy, housing being one of them. And we're very dependent upon housing, but inflation, while it's not, growing as fast has not gone down. It is absolutely, we're going to feel the pain and we're already feeling the pain. We're feeling the pain in the market. Like when we talk about test index and a lot of that growth history, price increases, I agree with that. Me personally, I don't run Colmarch anymore. So if any of you were wondering like, hey, Donnie's got all this data on, I used to have it. I don't have it anymore. So my, my scope of what I know is kind of really localized to what's happening in the markets that we operate in. We are definitely growing still. It's still expensive, but not at the clip that we were two years ago. And, and what I mean by that is in terms of activity. Now, we can add more money and we can go faster and those things we are doing. But <clears throat> overall, when you have a ton of money and a ton of inflation and you push rates up, you're going to slow the economy. People are going to hurt. And I just feel like that's what we're in for over the next year. And I've seen it in Q1. We've seen it in stocks. Of course, the tech world is kind of a unicorn. We, meaning in pest and lawn, we're a bit of an oddball because while everyone's getting pink slips, we are not. (laughs) Well, and also when when everybody's making a gajillion dollars in the stock market and, 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 you know, and uh, crypto, we're just slow and steady. So we don't, you know, go straight up and we don't come straight down. I would also tell you that pest control and lawn care. The, the optimal economy is not a booming economy. It's just a straight economy mm-hmm. that's, that's uh, you know, that, that's doing okay. That way our customers have money to buy our stuff and people are, uh, we have, we're able to get employees. When the economy's zooming, we can't get employees. When the economy's really in the tanks, we don't have customers who have money. So I think that yeah. we're going to, we're going to fare this with, with this, whatever, recession or whatever you want to call it, I think we're going to fare pretty well. Well, I, I mean, that's the thing to remember that what makes our business so valuable, right? I mean, e- even when we're having an off year in terms of sales, we're still strong businesses because of the recurring revenue. And so that's the key is playing really, really good defense. And I would say for now, if I were you, meaning a listener, I would just take some time and review 
what we're doing as far as cancels, what's our strategy and how well are we doing and making sure that we hold the line, the line being, you know, 1.2% uh, or less is what I like. Uh, I think, Dan, I think you're one and a half percent or less. Um, I think that's your number, but, but the whole point yeah. of it is, is that, you know, you're just making sure that's per month yeah. that you, yeah, you watch your churn rate and you keep an eye on that because it absolutely could, it could go in the other direction. So um, let's talk a little bit about finance and then let's wrap up. We're getting close to the week. We spent yes. a lot of time on chat GPT, but I had fun. No, that, there. That, so there we go. No, listen, chat GPT is, you haven't heard the last of it. It's no, it's, absolutely not. It's a big deal. Yep. So finance on the finance side, uh, the one thing that I can tell you that I do have some insight is, you know, we do tax returns. We do lots of them, um, thousands, actually. And what we saw, and, and most of the, the, the people that we do those tax returns for are in the pest and lawn business. What we saw is that people made a lot of money. People were employing a lot of different strategies to reduce taxes because they made a lot of money. So 2022 was a good year for our industry, in my opinion. Um the other thing that we're also seeing is, you know, during the, the pandemic, we had the PPP, we had uh, other uh, stimulus uh, that came out that, that stimulated the economy. Um, everybody, well, if you listen to uh, some of the things that I've been saying about the uh, employee retention credit, the ERC, the thing that you see on a commercial every other five minutes, I think it's a bad idea for, for pest and lawn companies to do it. But uh, it's a business risk, and I'm not telling people not to do it. But what I am seeing is now the money's starting to roll in, the people who, who applied for it. And so that's a great thing, right? So you're getting all this money. Two things. Remember, that money is taxable, so you need to amend your tax return. We had a client who, against my uh, against my advice, he applied for it. And, and that's fine because it's it's basically a gambler. You're willing to gamble and, you know, it's a calculated risk. But what he he didn't realize when he got his check for a million two, which was awesome, is, you know, he's also in the highest tax bracket at 37%. So he had to give 37% of that million two back by amending his income tax return. And he just about hit the ceiling and he didn't uh, understand why. And, and so, so a lot of risk for not a lot of money. Yeah, well, it's still a lot of money, but, uh, you know, uh, do I think it's a good idea uh, from uh, I have a professional license, so I would not be saying that it's a good idea. If you're a gambler, hey, you know, maybe it'll work. But just remember, if you get the money, you have to amend your income tax return. That is, you know, that's that's not an opinion. That's fact. And if you don't, you know, you'll get yourself into a lot of trouble. I would also advise if, you know, it, it's it's not a, is maybe put the money aside for a few years in, in, in an account just in case you get audited. And have to that was going to be my thing is I'm, I, we did not do it. We looked at this and I mean, I'll just tell you a triangle word, like this is just, you know, if we get an audit later on and if we really, really had to justify, yeah, we had a little bit of an impact that, you know, overall, and I don't, no, I mean, unless you're like in um, like some really, really heavy commercial, we, if you're residential recurring, yeah. I mean, this, I'm sorry. But COVID, if you were a restaurant, COVID, a bar, was, right. COVID if you were a restaurant, fantastic thing yeah. for us. Fantastic. And we already got, I mean, in my mind, the PPP was a, I mean, my gosh, little tender mercies is what they call them in the South. Right. And yeah. so we got those. And I just, I don't know, justifying it outside of that. And if an auditor came 
I would be pretty squeamish trying to justify not making a judgment for other folks. I mean, hey, maybe there's a way that it all works out, but we decided not to do that. So with that, we need to finish out. Dan, anything else you want to add before we finish? I'm, I'm, for me, just, just to recap here, I think Q1 is, uh, I think Q1 was pretty good. I think our economy is still sputtering. And what I mean by that is we got a ton of inflation and uh, rates are going up. Money's getting more expensive. Uh, so it's also slowing. I One more topic. One more topic. And it's just a question because you're seeing it. You're on the front line. You own a, a, a pest control lawn care company. Labor. Is it getting easier? Is it the same? Is it worse? I mean, now it's that you same. got layoffs, it's so- It's the same. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, the reality of it is, is that you know, and, and if you want to go back to previous episodes, I'll, I'll for those that are just kind of joining us, I have been hounding on this article by Bill Connerly over in Forbes that talks about how there's this labor shortage and how essentially the population, what we have going on is not going to change. And, and what that is, you know, we haven't seen this since the end of the, of the Civil War, which is where you look at the amount of people who are born. Um, we just don't have... Um, that kind of labor come into the market anymore. And we won't, you know, over the next 10 years, possibly even 15, it doesn't really matter if the economy tanks or not, not a ton of labor is going to come into our segment. It's just not going to happen that way. I mean, do you think these people who are losing their, their white collar coding jobs are going to come up? They don't do that. They'll find something else to go do. And the reality is you've got three big things that are happening right now that I think this is why this is not going to change. Number one, it's just, I mean, legitimately a lack of people in the marketplace. Number two, you have a whole generation of folks who did not grow up, you know, wear it up, fix it up, wear it out, whatever that saying is, you know, what I'm talking about where they learned, like they don't do outside work. Then number three, you know, again, this is a cultural thing, which is where you don't want to do, you don't want to do blue collar stuff. You don't want to do that kind of work. And so I think all three of those things combined is going to make the labor market very, very challenging for any kind of blue collar service company. It doesn't, I mean, pest control, I mean, you, you talk to any HVAC, it doesn't matter. They're all struggling with the same thing. And, and I said this last week when you and I were together and I've said it before that you are going to see a time when the, the biggest limitation to growth is not going to be opportunity. It's going to be labor. And those who learn a good marketing strategy now are going to be the ones that are going to prosper and the ones who don't and sit around and complain about how the newest generation's lazy and they don't want to work and they're going to flail. And that's just, you know, it hasn't changed and it's not going to change. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. All righty. Well, just a reminder that all of our resources and topics that we talked about today are available on the podcast website, pmpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes. We will put tons of links to ChatGPT on there. Maybe we'll even have a takeover screen or hell, it might even take over for us. You might even see a podcast in the near future where Dan and I are not even here. Maybe ChatGPT will do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, if you enjoyed the show, we appreciate if you would take a moment and rate the show and review us. We absolutely love and we do read those, um, you know, or follow us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, have it as you listen to us. And with that, we're signing off. We'll see you all next time. Take care now. Take care. See ya. Bye.